So, yeah, it's like we have this misconception about power that predominates our education system, our political system, the way that we establish hierarchy in the employment and it's, yeah, largely based on how much status someone's ha someone has, how much money they have, what their ancestral line is, um, where they've come from, how many likes they get on Facebook, you know, all of this bullshit that's not true power. It's kind of like, how, how well can I play the game? And it's, it's like, who's winning, who's on top? But then true power is, I think, the nucleus of all of that is self-awareness, is the capacity to really take responsibility for our own lives because for as long as we make other people or the events that happen around us responsible for how we feel or how we act, then we're never going to be in our power. We're always going to give our power away. We're going to kind of have this running tape in our heads that says I can only act this way if someone approves of me and I get more likes, metaphor metaphorically and literally. And, you know, if I do this and get more money, then that's what's going to make me a happy person. And all of this distraction, which is never ending. And we're going to have a look at what I see as the main hidden motives behind a lot of our actions, which really are a way to gain power over, like have power over people and situations or try to get some power in our lives, but that actually take our power away. So the choice point is really important. So it's like once you feel jealousy in your body and you own it or you feel greed in your body and you own it, or you feel that part of you that wants to control everyone and everything and you own it, when you feel the selfishness that you possess and you own it, when you feel the fear of your, your aloneness and you own it, you can then see how actually all of these things unconsciously motivate a lot of your actions, but you're bringing it to consciousness by allowing these energies to run through your body. And then once we're aware of it, it's not about going, oh, fuck, I'm so bad. That was coming from greed. That was coming from jealousy. That was coming from control. It's about going, right, okay, there's that hidden motive. Fair enough that I had that. Fair enough. I'm bit of a greedy bitch or green-eyed monsters kicking my ass or whatever it is, you know, I want to control this situation. Everything's always fair enough because you're a product of your genetics and conditioning and part of being a woman and being human is that dark forces are not only expressed in empowered ways through life force energy and sacred sexuality and strong emotions that evoke and promote. They're also expressed in shadow where our desires are taking rather than giving, where our 
which even that in the right context is okay, but when it's conscious, right? So it's about making all of these energies conscious so that we're not showing one face and then something else is happening beneath the surface and leaking out. So it's like I could say something to someone, make a request of them that may seem quite reasonable, but my hidden motive is coming from jealousy or a fear of aloneness and they might react to it or withdraw. And I'm like, God, all I asked for was this and then I get to run my victim, that's handy. Or I can recognise actually what was my motive there and maybe they're picking up on that. So choice is really important in any, when you're holding any spiritual tradition. But I think especially in Tantra, which doesn't exclude looking at the shadow or looking at sexuality where there is a lot of confronting energies, a lot of fear, guilt and shame. Because it's like if you don't practice, if you don't have the power of choice, actually becoming more aware of all of this becomes more of a hindrance. I remember like a year into my journey, I was like to my mentor, I was like, I wish I never even did this stupid tantra. She just looked at me, I was like, in my little girl. I'm like, I hate you, I hate everything. My life was pretty fucking good before I knew all of this shit. I'm like, I was, oh! <laughs> I remember I just like fully threw a tantrum and he's like, okay, keep expressing. I'm like, don't be so fucking condescending. <laughs> and just like, I had it out. And then he's like, but were you really happy, you know? Or did it just look like you were happy? No, I wasn't. And, and it's like, okay, so we, we can, you know that saying, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is complacency, you know. Ignorance is kind of, it's living and getting by, but I don't think you ever quite reach bliss states because the level, the level of pain, pleasure that you can feel is often dependent upon the level of pain you're willing to feel because you can't just choose to be numb to your pain and not to your pleasure, right? So the more you actually stop trying to escape from energies that are already inside of you and allow yourself to feel them rather than avoid them, your body, your nervous system starts to get used to feeling rather than avoiding feeling. And then guess what? When it comes to pleasure, there's a lot more to feel there as well. So what we're doing by waking up, activating, waking up, allowing your dark body to be seen, felt, heard, met, experienced. Yes, you're becoming more aware of your destructive patterns and the destructive collective patterns in the world, but you're also becoming more aware of how to create safety for yourself, of how to feel pleasure, of how to engage in authentic, sacred sexual relating, of how to be in your power, right? If you deny, this is like, this is where a lot of the felt, strong, powerful, pleasurable feelings arise from. So it's important to really choose in this process, and this is what my mentor told me at this point in my journey, 
to have the self-discipline to use the tools and not wait till it all piles up. He said, okay, so when do you use the tools? And I thought about it. Hmm. And then I realised I was only using them when it got really bad. And I knew what he was going to say. So I was like, yeah, I need to use them more often. He's like, you need to use them every day. And you need to do your morning practice every day. Because that's what's going to help your nervous system relax and be in a place of rest and digest while you're healing, right? So that's why all of my courses, I have a different morning practice specifically designed to help you integrate the teachings. It's not just for fun or something I, you know, enjoy making you do so I can tell you off when you don't do. So do the practice or you'll end up blaming Tantra for trauma that's coming up that's not being integrated. It's not Tantra's fault, it's all there. Tantra is just an authentic spiritual practice that brings it all up and you can't hide from it by going, "Om." So the breath, staying in your body, watching, not getting, like, allowing the emotion fully to move through you, but also not judging it and letting go of the story that's associated with it. The choice point that's important is to allow whatever's moving in the shadow practices that we're going to do to let them burn without story. So you may need to run the story at, at the start. So it's like, okay, you'll become more aware of when you have a hidden motive to control and you go to control your child or your partner and you're... The, the way that you notice is actually, it's like when you're shitty about something and you're just like, oh, instead of talking from that place, because your mind or your ego will find some reason to make whoever's closest to you wrong about something, right? Because they've triggered your emotional body. So drop the story, acknowledge the stories, right? Watch them and then just be like, okay, what's here right now? Let's let that burn. You want to catch it before it escalates, as soon as the trigger hits, because otherwise, if you let it run, it's going to go into fight or flight. You're either going to want to get out of there or create conflict, or if you don't do that, you'll go into freeze and you'll just be numb and not really there. So before you hit fight or flight, or even if you hit fight or flight, let that energy run through your body and your life will change drastically. And it's really the self-discipline to make the choice point is always dependent upon your self-practice. Self your self-practice is your entrainment to be able to be with yourself. Because a lot of the reason why people don't have the discipline to make the choice point is because they're actually not used to turning the eyes that look outward inward. He who looks outside dreams. He who looks inside awakens. And so the quote from Jung that I wrote on the cover of my thesis paper on the unconscious and the basis of bringing what's unconscious into consciousness is in that quote. 
You keep looking outside. You're fucking dreaming. You're not in reality. You've got that photograph in your pocket that you think is you, that you're showing to everyone. When you look inside, you start to meet that photograph, the real person around the corner. And you go, fuck the photograph. I'm going to be me, because I'm all right. Shadows and all, right? And once you do that, ironically, you no longer run shadows unconsciously. You become aware of them and you choose your behaviour from the conscious adult instead of the unconscious, often child. So according to Chantal, if you really want to be a fully conscious individual, you need to run every energy that you can possibly conceive of through your body, including the rapist, including the murderer, everything, right? So that every little thing that comes up, you recognise, because we have it all. We can't just be all one in the love and light. Oh, yeah, we're all one with God and with the angels and the fairies and I am one and life is beautiful. Yeah, true. And I'm fucking one with the dark too and life is duality. No one, no saviour's coming to take away the dark because without the dark, we don't have the light, right? How do we know what light is if we never had the dark? And so the darkness is what so many people are afraid of. And if you have trouble sleeping, if you don't like closing your eyes, if you, don't, if you are unaccustomed to going inward and prefer to focus your energy outward, you're probably afraid of the dark, right? And it's like, can you just close your eyes? How many times do you just close your eyes and notice the darkness? So close your eyes now and just notice the darkness. It's okay, you're safe. We have to come to terms with the darkness or we're never gonna be totally comfortable when the lights go out and it's time to go to sleep. We're always gonna, which essentially is a fear of death. And the more you're okay with the darkness, the more you can be okay with facing yourself, feeling whatever's there bringing awareness to all parts of you that all have their gifts. When we notice the shadow and we become aware and we work with it, we grow in power. There's another saying, better the devil you know than the one you don't know. When we know what our hidden motives are, when we know what our shadows are, the light of awareness can birth new actions and our life begins to change. So do the people around us. Miracles happen.